John chapter 10, verse number 7. Then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastors. Can I say, if you look at a door, it hangs on three hinges when you're going in and out of the door. Getting to heaven is not my way, it's not your way, it's not their way. Jesus said, I am the door. Three nails hung him. He's hanging there. He, the only way to get in heaven is through Jesus Christ, no other way. He said, I am the door by if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastors. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. We ask the Lord to open our hearts and minds. Help us to be what we need to be, Lord. We're living in a day and time that we need a light shine in this world. Lord, we just thank you for that. I ask you to touch hearts, lift us up, and encourage us. And we'll give you the praise and glory and honor in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. Here, here we find that there is a shepherd and there is a thief. We find that the shepherd king in the text is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. We find a thief in verse number 10 is no other than but Satan, the devil, the enemy of our souls. According to scripture, Satan is a liar, a thief, and there's nothing good about him. The only thing God can say good about Satan is that he is persistent in what he's doing. He never gives up. He will try to steal every good thing out of your life that God has placed into it. He will try to steal every good thing out of your heart that God has placed into it. There's nothing happy just, he's, nothing makes him happy just stealing the things out of your life. He wants to kill and he wants to absolutely destroy you this morning. I, I believe that if we can say that if we've seen people that we know of uh, or know people that we've loved and wind up in this type of situation where the devil robbed them of their families, where the devil robbed them of the, their peace and he robbed them of their joy. And the truth of the matter is we all have problems. we all probably seen some of that over in people's lives. I've seen it over and over. Can I tell you this morning, the devil's real good at his job. He, he's good at stealing the things God has given to his people. I find the best way to deter a thief. I tell you this morning, the only way that you can fight the devil, the only way you can come up against him, if you've got a weapon, and the word of God is your weapon, you take it and put it in your hand and use it against him. You need the Bible, you need the word of God to help combat the devil. The thief that comes and steals and destroys. You should, listen, you should be conscious of this. The, God, the devil is trying to rob you of what God has put in your home. You, you should mark this down. The devil is out to steal your children. He's out to steal your joy. He's out to rob you of your home and of your marriage. 
You need to be aware as this as the as a good church is and as a as good singing is and as preaching the word of God is. The devil is waiting outside the doors on you to step out and try to rob you everything that God has brought into your life this morning online. He's out to steal. He's out to kill. He's out to destroy. Look, 2 Samuel. I want to show you some comparison here. 2 Samuel chapter 15 this morning. Second Samuel chapter 15, verse number 1. And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him a chariots and horses and fifty men to run before him. And Absalom rose and early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man he had, had, had controversy come to the king for judgment, then Absalom called them unto him and said, Oh, what city of thou art thou? And he said, Thou servant is one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right. But there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. Absalom said, Moreover, O, oh, I have were judge, made judge in the land, and every man that which have any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. And if it was so... That when any man came nigh to him to do the uh, business, he would put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. And on this manner did Absalom to all of Israel came to the king to judge. So Absalom, now listen to this, watch this. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Preaching on this thought this morning, don't let the devil steal your heart. Don't let the devil steal your heart. Absalom is a picture of the devil here. You say, well, how can Absalom be a, a, a picture of the devil? He's a picture of the devil because the Bible said that the devil was a murderer from the very beginning. Absalom, two chapters early, murdered his own brother. Absalom is a picture of the devil because he's a liar. The Bible said Satan is a liar and he's the father of all lies. You'll find that Absalom is a picture of the devil and the fact that he, he looks real good. He's got, from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, you'll not find any blemishes in him. Can I tell you this morning... We need to get out of this idea of what Hollywood portrays what the devil looks like. The Bible said he was beautiful. The Bible said he looked real good. In fact, if the devil walked in here this morning, you wouldn't even know he was the devil. But we've got this idea that he's running around with the horns on his head and he's got a pitchfork and got a long tail and growling and everything. That's not the devil. But that's what the world wants you to see, the devil. But the, de the devil, the Bible said he was one of the most beautiful there is. We've got a wrong picture of the devil. He doesn't do it through the getting you. You mark this down. When the devil tries to steal your heart, he, he doesn't do it through uh, uh, the, 
making ugly things before you, but he does it through the pleasing of the eye. He, he does it to what appeals to the flesh. Something you want, something that you desire. Here's the picture of the devil because he said, this is a thief. Look who is he stealing the hearts from. He's stealing the hearts from King David. Now King David, David is a picture of Christ in this text. We find that Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. That is what David is, a shepherd. He was a good shepherd. We find the Bible said that he's a good shepherd. He giveth his life for the ship. We find that David fought the bear and fought the lion. We, we find Christ is the anointed one. We find that David is the anointed one. God anointed him to be king over Israel. Absalom is a picture of the devil that will try to steal the hearts of people away from their first love. Is that not the warning that God gives us in Revelation chapter 2? You have left your first love. Amen. In other words, it ain't like it used to be. Mm. Y'all wake this morning. I'm telling you. I'm preaching to a wall. It, it, it ain't like it used to be. You remember when you first start church, when you got saved uh, and you got real excited about things, uh, you wanted things to happen, you wanted witness to everybody, you wanted everybody to get saved, uh, you wanted everybody to come to church, you were real excited about church. But then he said, hey, you, lost, you left your first love. You, you, you left that desire for, uh, for God in your heart and the things of God in your heart. It's starting to slip away. And can I say this? It doesn't do it overnight. It takes time. He told us, hey, you've, you've left your first love. And I believe that's where we're standing at today, that a lot of Christians are leaving their first love, the Word of God, the things of God, the house of God. They're leaving all those things because they're sliding away. The devil is stealing their hearts from God's people today. It ain't like it used to be. The, the devil will, listen to this, the devil will slowly use the things in your life to steal your heart away. Slowly. And you say, well, I, I don't think the devil can steal my heart. You know what? Slowly. Slowly. He's persistent. He, he's not going to reach out there and try to get you away from the house of God and the, and, and the things of God, but it's going to be over time going to be over time and that's where we're at today with Christian life and I, I want to give you some things that will help you not be drawn away from the devil's tactics absolutely is like the devil in a way that steals hearts he doesn't do it suddenly he doesn't run up and say to the people hey I'm here to steal your heart that's not the way the devil does. He comes and he said in them Genesis chapter 3, if you read that, it says the serpent was more subtle than any of the beasts of the field. I'm telling you, you are fighting an enemy that is smart this morning. He knows exactly what he's doing and he knows how to do it. Can I say this? 
He knows how subtle and twist and turn our hearts. The Bible says our heart is most wicked and deceitful. Who can, un who can know it? And, and, and if our hearts are like that, then I'm telling you, the devil has got one leg up on you in this fight because he knows how twisted your heart is already. The heart is deceitful. And above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know the heart? The devil knows your heart. My heart, your heart, given a half a chance to let the devil start messing in it, getting it up. We get our hearts out, in the, uh, out of the Word of God. We get our hearts out of the prayer closet. We get our hearts out of the living right for God. We get our hearts out of right fellowship. We let our hearts run wild. And the devil knows how to use that against us. Do you realize Absalom doesn't show up and saying he's going to harm you? He's not going to kill you. Listen, the devil will never run up and start saying, hey, putting things in your heart and tell you this is going to harm you, this is going to walk you. The devil never shows you the end route of when the sin begins. Absalom is not telling them the end fact of what's going to happen to them, but we read a little later what happens to these people. He's subtle. Still in your heart. Yeah, I, I, talking about a thief. I've I, I never ran into a thief that'll call you and said, "Hey, I'm coming at your house at three o'clock in the morning to steal stuff from you." No. I, I never run into a thief bring a big old flashlight and shine it in the house and all that stuff. No, it's real subtle. You know, you, the, the ones that steal the most from you is those that's been around you the most, been in your house, they know where everything is. They're just waiting for you to go to sleep. They're just waiting for you to go to uh, uh, relax and just be opened up to it. So I want to show you three things about Absalom and how he stole the hearts of the king's people. And I believe if we take these things and look at our lives, we can keep the devil from stealing our hearts. Because I'm telling you, we're living in a world today that everything is pulling us away from the house of God. We're living in a day where everything's pulling us away from the Word of God. We, we're losing a fellowship with God. We're losing our joy with God. We're losing our peace with God because the world is pulling you away. It looks real good out there, but the world is not telling the end results. I'm telling you, this world is headed for doom. You say, well, why do you mean that? The Bible says it's going to be burnt with fervent and heat. It's going to be destroyed. So why do you put so much emphasis in this world? It's the next world that you need to be looking for. And, and I, believe the devil, <laughs> I believe the devil knows his time is running as short. Uh, I believe he knows the time is about to end. And he's just ramping up and trying to get more and more of God's people to fall away. And give their hearts to him and not to God. Let me give you some things to look for. They were deceived by feelings. Verse number one. Watch these feelings. <laughs> and it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and fifty men to run before him. It's a feeling of excitement. 
every time Absalom comes to town, all these men are running before him. The chariots are coming. It's a big show. Everybody's getting excited. They're standing on the sides. Here comes Absalom and his chariot. All these men running for him. Look at the show. Look at the great things that's going on. I feel good about this. I feel excited about this. We get excited about the things of the oh Lord. We get excited about the things of this world. We get excited about football, basketball, baseball, and come to the house of God and sit quiet. Amen. Hallelujah. See, Absalom's pulling through here with horses and chariots, and there he's coming down the road, 50 men in for him. And we get all excited. We run out to meet him. Listen, the devil never shows up and starts pulling things out of your heart like that. They feel they cannot miss out on what's happening after I'm doing. They can't miss this. It's a show. I'm we live in a society with all forms of social media. You got you can I can remember the day when you left house. And when you left house, nobody could get a hold of you one way or the other. I'm telling you, the preacher couldn't get a hold of you. Mom and daddy couldn't get a hold of you. They didn't know where you at. They were just hoping you were doing right because, hey, you went to church. You knew what the right way was. They're just hoping you're doing right because they couldn't track you. Now they can track you everywhere you go. In fact, I can look at I can look at my phone, tell, my, tell where my wife's been, and I can tell you when she starts walking. <laughs> I'm thinking the car broke down. Well, her truck broke down. I don't know. <laughs> but that's, that's how we're so attached to these social medias that everybody wants everything. I, I, you know what the problem is? We're telling everybody too much about ourselves. Amen. Amen. I, I remember we had a party line when I was growing up. You'd pick a phone up, and I loved doing that. I ain't going to lie about that. <laughs> we had four or five on that party line. I picked that thing up, and I'd just sit there and listen to them. And you learn a lot by that. Amen. You learn a lot by that. You knew what everybody was doing. You knew everybody, and especially when they were cooking supper. i go, <laughs> Amen. But we, we're letting everybody know everything that we're doing, where we're going and how we're doing. Don't you think the devil don't see all that too? The world is always coming up with some new awesome thing. You see it on TV. The next new great thing you've got to have. And we are like that. We're, we're, when you see it, I have to admit I did this too. I, I, I love ratchet belts. Anybody got a ratchet belt? I love ratchet belts. You get one extra, you know what I mean? You can tighten that thing up or let it loose. You don't have to worry about it. It, it goes from 30 to 42. I, mean, I, I love ratchet But it, it's the next greatest, latest thing on the market. We see it. iPhones. You got, well, you got Samsung 29 now. 
In fact, you don't, even, you don't even have to cut it on. It cuts itself on and dials people that you think about and you don't have to talk to it. The phone talks to them for you. That's the phone. That's, the, that's where we're We got this AI thing going on that the, the computers and phones and watches, come on. I've never seen a watch talk to me. I'm missing my home. It's probably at the house. Wah, ain't good to go. We're so, we're so wrapped up in technology that we forget about what God is saying. The next new and greatest thing, it keeps coming out, keeps coming out, and starts to slowly, slowly pull you away. I don't need what the devil's holding up, and I don't need what the world's holding up. And I, I'm not saying I must have this. My family got to have this. I have to wear these clothes to be accepted. No, you don't. The, uh, the devil always give you something exciting without God. You never find David running around. Prayed in himself. You know how David got his glory? God gave it to him. Absalom is putting on a show, but David is still a small voice that God blesses. The world will tell you you're going to a church ain't exciting. You're going to hear the same old songs. You're going to hear that tired old preacher. The same old thing. It's not exciting anymore. That's not my fault. It's your fault. I'm glad to blame on somebody. Amen. I'm telling you this way. God gets things done in our heart. And the devil will try to steal your heart by using something that's exciting. Listen, something that has to constantly tell you how great and how good it is, how awesome it is, it's probably not. <laughs> it's probably not. The world will constantly tell you that you've got to have this or that to, uh, to be successful. Probably it's not as good as you think it is. He's deceived them by giving them something exciting and distraction. Getting them to look his way while the plan of God has moved over yonder. He deceived them easily. I am amazed how easily God's people got deceived. The scriptures warns us over and over and over about being deceived. Don't be deceived. Watch out deception. Because he knows we are prone to be deceived. Listen to me, if you need to be careful about what you read on the internet, you need to be careful about what you read about some of these preachers out there, some of these commentaries out there, and don't always believe that it's the truth. I, I know some people that once they read it, they say that's the absolute truth. And it's not. What you... <laughs> If all you can get churches on the internet, your TV, you're missing out. I'm telling you that. 
What you need to do is get into a Bible preaching church that preaches the Bible with people that love God and you have fellowship with them that when things go wrong in your life, you got somebody that you can fall back on to. I have never seen an internet preacher come out of there and say, let me help you. Amen. I did see one one time says if your foot is hurting, my foot was hurting back that time. He says, stick it to the TV and you get healed. <laughs> really? Really? But that's the society we're living in today. You can't believe everything you read. You can't hold on to everything that you see. Talking about how easily they stole them. How did he do it? Watch, watch. He done it by telling them what they wanted to hear. Now, we all like to be told what we want to hear, amen? I know I don't know about you. I, I like to think that when I preach, I hit a home run every time. I played baseball, and I very rarely ever hit a home run. In fact, I was called the strikeout king. <laughs> I was slow. <laughs> Time the fastball got to me and he was in the club, then that's when I said, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I would like to think that every time I got up in the pulpit to preach the word of God, I, I would like to think that I hit a home run, but that's not the case with all the times. Sometimes we flub it up. Sometimes we miss it. And I'd go home thinking, hey, hey, I preached a good one. Then somebody says, man, what were you preaching on? <laughs> we need to hold on to that things. Absalom was telling everybody exactly what they wanted to hear. That's how he steals the hearts. That's exactly what the devil will do to you. It doesn't matter how far off from the Bible or how wicked it is. He will tell you, it's all right. It's okay. You can do that. You can have it. Watch verse number two. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the gate, way of the gate. And it was so that when any man that he had controversy, had a problem, come to the king for judgment. Then Absalom called unto them and said, Oh, what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is one of the tribes of Israel. In verse 3, And Absalom said unto him, See that matters are good and right. Maybe there was someone there that had their matters wasn't good, wasn't right. Maybe, maybe they wasn't where they're supposed to be. Maybe they were wrong. But Absalom was going to tell them, But there is no man deputed of the king to hear Thee. He just told them what they wanted to hear. Is that not the generation we live in today? Tell me what I want to hear. Don't tell me what I don't want to hear. In this gen Oh my Lord. In this generation we live in today, and I truly believe it's the worst that could ever be. This generation tells everybody that you can be gay and that's all right. You can be a drunkard and that's all right. You can be a fornicator, that's all right. You can shack up, that's all right. They're, they're just telling everybody what they want to hear. 
And you want to know why we have problems in our church? Because some of the church people start to believe that lie of the devil that you can be what you want to be and still go to heaven. No, no, no. Absalom's telling everybody exactly what they wanted to hear. That is the deploy of the devil. <laughs> Can I say this? If you leave the church feeling like you're on the mountaintop every time you come to church, then I'm wrong. There's no way in the world that you can come to church, feel like you're on a mountaintop. There ought to be sometimes when I preach that you get convicted about what you're doing. And I'm, if you're not being convicted, then I'm not preaching what God said to preach on. That's why we're preaching on your heart this morning. I, I truly believe there's some people sitting here right now that the devil's starting to pull their hearts away. Slowly, now I've seen them. I've seen, I've seen people come in here and shout the praises of God, got on the altar, cry to tears, and just praise God. And get up. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. They're not here no more. The devil got in their hearts. But every once in a while, we ought to walk out and say, "Lord, I need to get right with you." It's easy to steal because he told them what they wanted to hear. Don't, don't always go looking for the person to tell you what you want to hear. Look for the person that's going to tell you the truth. And the only place you can get the truth from is from the king. The only place you can get the truth from is from the king. Absalom said in verse number three, there is no man deputed with the king. I don't believe that. David loved his people. He cared for his people. And I believe if they wanted to get to David, they could have. So what stopped them to getting to David? They ran into Absalom first. He made sure that he was catching them before they could get to the king. Listen to me, there are some things that you should take to the king. Don't take it to your husband. Don't take it to your wife. Don't take it to the pastor. There are some things in your life you need to take it to the king. We want everybody to know our problems. But God. But God. So how did he steal his hearts? He done it by excitement, feelings. The devil's trying to trick people today by feelings. It's easy to be tricked by feelings. So how, how did he steal his hearts? Well, a shame. This is a shame, but David was forgotten. How, how could they forget David? When you read the verses here, it looks like they totally forgot about David. There, there was nothing wrong with the reign of David. The kingdom was doing good. But Absalom was making them think there's something better reigning over them. There was something better coming their way. Now listen, the devil will come by and try to make you think there is something better than the word of God. 
There's something better than right here. He'll try to get you distracted with good uh, God reigning over your life. Tell you God makes you do this. God wants you to do that. That's not true. There is no hope in Absalom. There is hope in the king's way this morning. How could they forget David? David slayed the giant. Israel's in a standoff in the valley there with the giant with the Philistines. There was this nine-foot man standing there cursing and calling God all names. But David walked out into that field and took a giant down with a sling and a rock. David was one that sung songs about how Saul slain a thousand, and then they sung about how David slew his ten thousand. David was one that settled the nation. It was in turmoil, upside down. And David took the reins. And David took the reins. There came peace and joy in Israel. David is the one who brought the ark of God back into Israel. He brought the presence of God back into the temple. How could they forget David? All that he's done for their lives. And yet their hearts got stolen. This morning, you know how many Christians get their heart stole from Jesus? They forgot what he's done in their lives. They forgot where he brought them from. I'm telling you, you look back in your life and how, how could it ever let our hearts forget about what God has done in our lives, where God has brought us from, when God has brought us through that turmoil, when God brought us to that storm, when God brought us from that trouble. How could we ever forget about God? We sung the songs about Him. We lift Him up in worship. Our lives were in trouble and our, 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 we were in trouble. Our lives was in a, a, a mess. But Jesus came in and ruled and reigned over our hearts. And he brought the power and the presence of God into our hearts. How could we ever forget about him? He's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yet somehow we forget who Jesus done for us. We forget where we would have been without Jesus in our life. And we look at things and say, who but Jesus? Who but Jesus? Who but Jesus can trouble, uh, could soothe your troubled soul? Who but Jesus could bring the, the presence of the Holy Ghost into your life? You. Nobody but Him. How could we ever get the place how God has got our hearts to where we need to be at? But we do. You say, well, I'll never forget, forget God. I'll never forget how good he's been to me. Can I say again, it doesn't take overnight. I'll always be faithful and walk with God. Amen. He doesn't steal your heart in a moment. Look at verse number six. And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of men of Israel. 
Look at verse 7. It's not overnight. It's not the next day. It's not the next week. But verse 7 says, And it came to pass after, what? Forty years. Forty years. It wasn't something that was quick to change the heart. It took a while. Listen to me. The devil is so smart and the devil has got all the time in the world. He doesn't have to change your heart today. He's just satisfied with a little bit. Just, just a little bit today. He'll come back tomorrow and says, I just need a little bit today. He's not doing it overnight. And that, that, it, it, you know how what Aslan was saying, your matters are good and right, but the king doesn't care. The devil will tell you, you have got some real problems in your life, but God doesn't care. God doesn't know where you're at. God's left you here by yourself. If the Lord cared so much about you, He'd do something about your situation. That's the lie from the devil himself. I, I'm telling you, there's somebody that cares that we can cast our cares on Him for He careth for us. You better be careful because the devil knows how to still make you forget the Lord God. How does it do it? By time. It takes a while. I, I, like I said, I've watched people come in and get on fire for God, ready to conquer the world with God. Then you can start seeing that fire slowly go dim. Slowly go dim. And time after time, it's getting dimmer and dimmer to where it's nowhere burning no more and there's nowhere to be found. Be careful, be careful. But I am, thank God, there are some people in this story, their hearts stayed with the king. I want my heart to stay with the king. I don't want to get out of touch with the king. I don't want the world and I don't want what the devil has this morning. I don't want the devil to steal the love I have for my king. Verse 17, And the king went forth and all the people after him and tarried in a place that was afar off. The king has left the kingdom. There were some of their hearts were still fixed on David. There were some that says, I'm, I'm going to stay with David. I'm not going to be swayed away. I'm going to stay with the king. Verse 19. Then said the king to Ittai, the Gittite, Wherefore goest thou also with us? Return to thy place and abide with the king, for thou art a stranger and also of an exile. Verse 21. And Ittai answered the king and said, As the Lord liveth, as my Lord the king liveth, surely in what place my Lord king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also my servant will be. Thy servant will be. And David said to Hittite, Go and pass over. And Hittite the Gittite passed over and all his men and all the one, little ones 
that went with him there. Now notice that. Not just him, but he took, he, <laughs> not, not just him. He said, I'm going to stay with the king. I, I, I don't care where I've been. I've seen what the king can do for me. I, I'm going to stick with the king. I'm going to live with the king. I'm going to glove with the king. I'm going to die with the king. I'm going to stick with him. But not only me, but I'm going to take all my little ones with me. I'm going to take my family with me. Mom, Dad, you taking your family somewhere? Mom, Dad, you taking your family somewhere? Where are you leading your children today? He led them with the king. He led them with the king. There was a disaster finished. This is what happens when you let Satan steal your heart. Chapter 18. The forces come against each other. King David, Absalom, they come together. Verse number 6. So the people went out into the field against Israel. And the battle was in the wood of Ephraim. Verse 7. And where the people of the Israel were slain before the servants of David, there was a great slaughter that day of 20,000 men. Who are these 20,000 men? These are the men for over 40 years Absalom has stole their hearts. Over a, just, I can imagine, I can imagine when the sword was falling down on them. I can imagine in my mind that when they saw the sword coming down, I was thinking, well, Absalom didn't tell me this is how it's going to end. He didn't say I was going to have to die. They were thinking it was going to end in a different way. It's not supposed to end this way. But isn't that the way of the devil? He never told them from the beginning how the end was going to be. I just want to ask you a question this morning. It is very easy to let the devil steal your heart. Well, I'm in church. I'm faithful in church, but, you know, I'm just not where I should be. I, I, I come to church and I, I, I sing, but your heart's just not where it should be. And as long as your heart is not where it should be, the devil has the opportunity to steal it from you. And if you're not careful, you'll wind up like Absalom's men. If the devil gets your heart, gets you out of church, gets you out of the word of God, gets you out of the things of God, gets you out of the peace of God and the joy of God, the only other place to be is burning hell. He said, well, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Well, I did. I had to bring that up. If you're not living for God, and listen to me, if you're not living for God, and you know, you know your heart, I don't know your heart, but if you're not living for God, God is telling you right now it's time to give you, give Him your heart. I, 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 I would just, 
I'd ventured I would come to y'all and say, Lord, I, I'm not sure, but I, I want you to have my entire heart. Not only my heart, my body, my mind, my soul. I want you to have everything about me. Because I don't want to wind up like aspirin. I don't want to wind up in that condition. I don't want to wind up in hell. But you need to be careful. You have to. Don't let the devil steal your heart. You say, well, I never will let the devil steal my heart. Well, there was 20,000 people who thought the same thing. And it happened. Let us stand.